I'm Brian Myers. I'm Mike Ritalik. I'm Becky Haddad. And this is Al Pellets, a podcast featuring tips for ag teachers. We are your agricultural education resource across the web, sharing research-based tips and tackling the tough questions facing agriculture teachers every day. Hey, Al Pellets, welcome back. We are excited for yet another wonderful conversation. Uh, This is Brian Myers. I'm here with Becky Haddad, and we are so excited today to have to us the Boilermaker himself, the man from Purdue, uh, Stephen McBride. Stephen, welcome to Owl Pellets. Hey, thanks so much for having me this morning. This is a lot of exciting stuff going on. Well, I appreciate you being here. And so, uh, Stephen, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're doing, and what you did. Yeah, so I... Started at Purdue in January of 2020, which seemed like a a really great decision at the time. And then uh, we all know what happened across the world about the time that this study was supposed to begin uh, towards the summer of that year. Um, And so it it was a lot of excitement going into that and leading up to the literature and everything by about March and May. And then uh, we, we were hoping that everything would be back to normal soon. But fortunately for us, the, although the pandemic did affect a lot of studies at that time, since this one was going to be an online survey anyway with students across the country, we were still able to get about 1,500 responses to this, which we were very proud of. And the, the study itself is about new and emerging technologies and whether students are open to those technologies being used in agriculture and whether they're prepared or not to use them uh, in any type of setting, whether that is by themselves or with the aid of a partner. A little bit of my background before coming to Purdue uh, to start a PhD program come from the state of Tennessee originally. After my undergraduate degree, I decided to pursue a career selling auto home and life insurance for Farm Bureau in Tennessee, a, a career that I really loved. And it connected me with our very agricultural community in Winchester, Tennessee. And, and it was a great way for me to really start off my life and my career after college. But I knew deep down inside that my passion was students. My passion was agriculture. And I, I thought to myself, if I go about the rest of my life, selling insurance. I'll probably make a lot of money, probably have a a great life, but I'll know that when I get to that retirement party someday that I'll always wish that I had done more. Um, And so I don't think that I could have lived with myself knowing that. And so I made the silly decision of just quitting and moving and and moving my wife up here to Indiana and starting this new journey. And it, I would never turn back and do it any different. It's been so much fun. I've been able to learn so much uh, in doing studies in agricultural education and pursuing this degree that I'll hopefully be done with midway through next year. Um, Before that, I was a state officer in Tennessee and I was a national officer in 2014, 2015. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here today, Stephen. Um, one of the I want to go back to something you said as you were introducing what we were talking about today, because we talk about technology and we talk about 2020. There was a little bit of a shift in our engagement with technology in 2020. <laughs> um, what as as far as just kind of how students were engaging with technology, can you talk first about just how that how that shifted and then how that shift maybe impacted what you were looking at and how how you all approached approach this work. Yeah, so I mean, we we all kind of went there for a long time, and some still are experiencing a lot more of technology only in the classroom. And so I think that helped us uh, maybe a little bit with the openness side of things. You know, obviously, that wasn't uh, a direct 
thing that we were looking at at the time, but here, you know, a couple of years later, thinking about everything that we learned from that study and what an ag teacher could kind of apply in the classroom is the more that students have had to use technology for their daily lives and the more that teachers have had to adapt to using technology in the classroom, I'm excited about the future of these new and emerging technologies in agriculture because I feel like that openness has so much uh, higher of a potential now that people are maybe that that were less open to having new technologies in ag and, and changing the traditions of things have seen the benefits of having to go through those changes early and often rather than having to get slammed like we all were in 2020 with now you have to use technology even if you don't want to use it or lose it um, and so I think that it's exciting to think that that openness uh, might be something that uh, people are, are thinking about more they are are kind of going about that. And when I talk about openness and preparedness, I want to kind of define those a little bit. Openness is just in, in agricultural technologies. These are things that are being used on or off the farm for the purposes of agricultural production or getting it to the end user. So when we ask students, are they open to these? We're asking them questions related to, are they okay that they even exist? Um, you know, sometimes we have technology that is more controversial than others, especially as it relates to like genetic modification and lab grown meats and things like that. So are you even open to this existing in agriculture? And are you open to it being more prevalent in agriculture? So what, what are you thinking about as far as whether or not this is okay that it exists and whether we should put more time and energy into it? And that preparedness, on the other hand, is, okay, if you were the one that were having to use this, do you even know where you would need to start? What, what types of steps would it take for you to be able to use this yourself? Not even just alone, but even with the aid of a partner or professional, do you feel like you are more prepared for this technology or is this a far ways away for you to be able to use? So that's, that's a little bit of that uh, distinction there as well. Okay, Stephen, you got me hooked. What's the answer? <laughs> What'd you find out? Yeah, so we we found out that, you know, by and large, and, and I want to go back to this study, we, you know, we had those 1,528 respondents to this study, and they were across all 50 states and, and even had some in Puerto Rico. Uh, there were only a couple of states whose, whose respondents didn't complete out everything. So we did get a big swath of people all around. Uh, and so these are our students that were in their senior year of ag ed. Um, and so thinking about that, they would have the, the most amount of time in the classroom. And so they would have had the most amount of time to be exposed to these, even if it was at an FFA event or convention or something like that. And so when we think about everybody going back, are they open? Are they prepared? Generally speaking, their openness scores were pretty high. You know, they were they were very strong openness all across the board. They're OK that these technologies exist, some much more than others. But there was really no controversial one that across the board they were like, no, we don't want this in ag. Um, but on the preparedness side, they were generally prepared, but that was where the most uh, opportunity was, is to get students more prepared to use these types of technologies, even if it's something that they want to do for a future career, something that they might add to a, an SAE, uh, something that could really be something that they were the one using. So they were open. We're, we're fine that these exist and, and we are okay that these are going to have more attention given to them in the future. But if I was the one using it, they said, ah, I, I might need a, a little bit of help with that. So then when we think about, okay, willingness to use it, great, not ready to use it, where does that, where does that 
fall as far as recognizing, all right, they're seniors, where does that fall kind of along their pathway in agricultural education? And how do ag teachers manage that? Because we think about all the technologies that are, out, that are out there. What I've heard you talk about so far is we're talking about everything from like GMOs to smartphones, like from like the technology that, yes, I have it in my hand. I use it every day to like, this is science that's like way beyond me. I don't understand. And it could be in any area from plant science to ag mechanics. Is that like, is that fair as far as the scope of technology goes? Exactly. So, um, and, and I want to give credit to Lauren King from Michigan State University, who did a study a few years ago, uh, right before this, uh, there with Dr. McKim, and they looked with a, a panel of experts from industry, from academia, from all over to really nail down what are new and emerging technologies? What are they right now? We know about technology and agriculture, but what are the ones that, that are maybe just beginning or starting to be more popular? And they came up with a list of 15 in their study published in 2019 in the Journal of Ag Ed, which was very interesting because they were looking at teachers and their preparedness to use these in the classroom and whether if they were needing to teach these to students or to guide any type of study with that, that they would be able to do it. There were a lot of really interesting things I would, uh, you know, really point to Lauren and, and his team to really talk about that one. But when we read that and went through it and kind of talked with Lauren about how we might use this with students and see their openness and preparedness, we narrowed it down to about 10 technologies, everything from closed ecological systems to farm management apps on a smartphone to satellite imaging being used, precision agricultural sensors, especially in soil, crop, insurance, um, you know, health infrastructure for livestock, everything there, all the way up to drone usage uh, on the farm. So we're really all over the, the spectrum here of what technologies are new and emerging in the agricultural industry. And I'm sure that that list is going to continue uh, to grow and expand. And, and hopefully some of these will, will not be as new and emerging in the near future. But when we're talking about teachers being able to guide different things uh, to teach their students. We don't really think that this has to be just in the classroom. There's, there's so much already in the classroom that a teacher needs to get through in the curriculum that we, it would be difficult to add all of these into that. But we could think about ways that these could be featured in different um, topics that you go through in any type of your ag classes. When we go through some of those uh, livestock classes, when we go through ones that are talking about crop production, getting into these technologies a little bit more, talking about how they are used and letting students know a little bit about the mechanics. And honestly, if a teacher is not very comfortable themselves in, in using it, always uh, there's there's huge opportunities for videos. And I think that students get a lot out of videos. I remember some of the videos that we watched uh, in my own ag classes back in the day really helped me understand a lot about dairy production, for instance. You know, I'm a beef cattle farmer, so it's not crazy to think that there will be a whole lot of difference in beef and dairy, but my goodness, there's so many differences in the two. And I was able to learn a lot more about the, the process of getting you know, milk to uh, the, the end user, to the people that are going to have it at their table. And so videos would be a great way to do that. And then we think about our conventions and how awesome those are for students and how we always wanna make sure that students are experiencing the expo and things like that. Having more of an opportunity to encourage these agricultural companies and those that are really on the forefront of technology, letting them be able to show students, you know, the inner workings of what it would take to use these technologies on their own. I think those are all ways that we encourage ag teachers to point to for their students to help them be more prepared and they don't have to be the only one that is doing that. I really appreciate you saying that because ag teacher Becky was sitting here freaking out a little bit like, <laughs> oh my goodness, how am I going to like, 
there's there's a lot there's a lot to know and how to, like even in 10 technologies like how do i know that stuff how do i get there so i appreciate you bringing in you know there are video resources available we already do this with our convention we have these community experts so, you know so some of these things that we're already doing are bringing these technologies in front of our students just how do we bring some attention to that how do we really kind of harness harness some of those things because i think quite often if i think about my own program as mag teachers if i think about kind of how we prepare teachers we prepare in the technologies that we have and those in our classrooms are often kind of la like at least in my classroom they're kind of lagging behind like a lot as far as as far as what was happening in industry and so recognizing you know how do we how do we prepare teachers how do we prepare students for the technology that's out there when that technology is expensive and we already have all this equipment that we're expected to use kind of what's what's the balance there as far as embracing new technologies and recognizing that the old equipment still exists in our classrooms and in our shops and and i love that you brought that up as well because an, another barrier to studies like this not even just this one that we did but other ones that we've tried to do and other ones that some of my colleagues have done are how do you do a study with students that is electronic based when a lot of our rural communities in the united states their schools don't even have internet access. You think about, oh, sure, the town would have it and the school would have it, and that's not the case everywhere. You know, we're talking about some schools have 5G internet and all the, the exciting things, but we, we're talking about the remote schools out in the most rural parts of the United States, and it's difficult to help them to be able to see how they could use technology. And that's a, a big limitation of these types of things moving forward is if they don't even have technology access in the form of internet in their town, how are they really going to learn about satellite imaging? How are they really going to appreciate the farm management apps that exist? Um, and so one thing that we kind of thought about and want to suggest to ag teachers is, you know, have those conversations with students and get them to see what they are most interested in. You're going to have a, a broad spectrum of what your students in the classroom are into. You know, some are going to be similar to others, but then you got, you know, that those handful of students that are really interested in things that the majority aren't. And so figuring out what they're interested in, what might pique their interest in the classroom that may, maybe will turn into a future career for them as well and connecting them with those resources. That's why I love the supervised agriculture experience that SAE allows a student to take something that they're maybe interested in right now that they can become an emerging expert in at the end of that SAE project. And sometimes using new and emerging technology as kind of an exploratory form there, give students a way that they can learn more about it, they can begin to try to use it, maybe they go and intern somewhere that is using that, um, and finding a, a way that they can connect with these technologies a little bit more, just because it's it's so difficult. There's, there's not a one-size-fits-all approach to emerging technologies. You know, you think about, is a student that's at John Bound High School in Queens, New York, going to be as interested in somebody who's in Moriarty, New Mexico? Probably not. They have very different, uh, you know, rural versus urban experiences there, but they also have just different access to the technologies that they're thinking about for their careers. So I, I encourage, uh, you know, first and foremost, let students dip a toe in the water when it comes to these technologies. See what is really sparking an interest in them. I know that when I was in about 11th grade, I saw something about, um, you know, having 
how do, how do we in urban communities even grow food? And vertical farming was just something I, was, I had not really heard about before. And I was just so interested in learning all I could on it on my own. That wasn't something that we even really connected with in the classroom, but it was something that I did kind of an independent project on with a couple of my buddies back in the day that I, I was just like, how, how does that even work? I am so disconnected from what vertical farming even would mean, but it was just fascinating to me to see how we can connect with, you know, what that infrastructure would be, what types of plants could be grown in that type of setting, what opportunities there are for the future. And, you know, who knows, in another life, I might have gone in a full direction of a career with that, just because of how fascinating it is to me. So figure out what your students are fascinated in, and maybe pique their interest a little bit with these technologies. And group projects are a lot of fun in this regard as well. Let them go on their own and find out everything that they can about it and then share it with the classroom as well. There's there's a lot of different opportunities there. And, and I'm actually happy if anybody wants to reach out to me directly, it's mcbrid44 at purdue.edu. McBride without the E. I don't know why they took away my E. Um, but holler at me. I, I'd love to brainstorm about any of these types of things of what you could do to connect your students as well. Well, they, they took away that E because vowels are expensive. They, they are they can't so afford, expensive. They can't afford that. You got to buy a vowel. But, you know, Steve, when you're talking, and, and Becky's comment was right on there, too. I just went back to think about, you know, we, we, we always talk about our, our two purposes in school-based ag ed is education in agriculture and education about agriculture. And I think when you're talking about new technologies, it's a great way to really do both of those because you do want to get some hands on and see what's happening but sometimes you're not going to be able to go into the depth because you, again like becky was saying you don't have the resources you don't have the time to do that but this is a great opportunity to utilize partnerships to bring things in to see what the latest and greatest is they may never use it but when they're out there being consumers and voters and, and everything else and citizens out there they understand more about what's happening in production ag but i also want you to talk a little bit more we, we're, when you, the technologies you were doing in your study or just overall your thoughts, we think a lot about new technologies and ag on the production ag side. What about some of the technologies, maybe other places in the value chain? Did you talk about that at all or was it all pretty production based? And, and what are your thoughts on, on other technologies that we may talk about non-production? Oh, there's so many opportunities for, for everything outside of production and in production as well. And, and so many opportunities there. You know, I was having a conversation just yesterday with some individuals from Corteva and, and they're thinking about how they can connect with students, how they, what, what does that next generation look like? What, what do we even need to prepare for as a company to attract people to this, uh, this type of field in agriculture? And the, the cool thing is, is, you know, when you get on social media and you see all the, the new and upcoming things from electric cars to electric tractors, um, students, they, they can be really interested in things that you wouldn't even think about were connected with agriculture, but have an agricultural use as well. Agribusinesses across the country and across the world are trying to think about how they can do more with less, and that efficiency is impossible without technology. So there's possibilities here for those with an engineering background to connect with agriculture, even if they have never even stepped foot on a farm or don't even know what, you know, that chocolate milk doesn't come from brown cows, for instance. Um, so when you think about those types of people have a, a place in agriculture, you know, Tom Vilsack said once that, you know, one out of every 12 jobs is connected with agriculture. And that number is actually increasing over the last few years as well. So if we think about, what does the future look like? 
when it comes to agriculture, it's not just production agriculture technologies, those help us a ton, but we think about, you know, closed ecological systems. How can we do things with the animal waste to make those go back into the ecological system itself? How can we have sustainability in places that don't have the same rainfall that others do? You know, I, I remember when I was traveling as a national officer, Tennessee has average rainfall of about 51 inches per year, which seems normal to a guy who's always lived in Tennessee. Then I went out to South Dakota and they're like, yeah, these are all the types of things that we're having to do to water for our cows to have grass. And I was like, oh, you're not even talking about raising plants with these irrigation systems. They're like, no, it doesn't rain here, man. Um, and so that was just mind boggling to me to think about how different it is across the U.S. with access to water. And then you have... Um, urban areas that are needing that same water source. So how do we also figure out how do we get that water to the, the plants that are needed, the, the animals that are raised there. So it's not just in production, even using satellite images can, can help us to see a little bit more about how we can use the land that we have, what would be best to be um, used for other purposes in agriculture and not even just for production purposes, because this ecosystem that we have, it requires a lot of things that most people just wouldn't think of on a daily basis as they go back and forth to work. Um, but we in agriculture are having to think about these. So connecting students with all of the different types of technology is what we have to do. That can be difficult, but like I said, the, the number one thing that any of us uh, in ag would suggest is figure out what you can do to excite your students. And it is much easier as an ag teacher to connect them something that they can learn independently and you can just shoo them along and let them watch all the videos and read all the books on their own because they are self-motivated by that excitement than having to get in front of the classroom and figure out how we're going to dive through and all of these technologies and go through everything bit by bit because ag teachers have enough to do on a daily basis than to add more work. Well, Steve, this has been a great conversation. I've so enjoyed it. Um, you know, there's a lot of things you're talking about. We try to connect a lot with, uh, with, with science in here, but this is also a great way to connect with technology and engineering. You know, I'm thinking on, on our campus here at Florida, we have a huge artificial intelligence initiative going on um, and, and ag and natural resources is right on top of that. And a lot of places across the country are doing that as well. Um, we talk a lot about supply chain issues. We've heard about that a lot during this this past past few years. And so there's stuff that's going on on there as well. And there's there's technology that that's part of that. And I just want to, you know, encourage our folks. You know, I'm thinking of a time, you know, people may not know, but Matthew Ferguson tractors used to be one of the more popular tractors in the country. And unfortunately, that company got a bunch of engineers that had no agriculture background. And so they were designing great equipment. But they couldn't be worked on, or it took it was it was impossible to work on a local farm, and so that is basically disappeared for several years uh, to do that. And I think it's important to at least give those students that may not be in production ag this this example of what of how engineering may also uh, connect with what with what they've got going on. And the last thing here is I I just hope that as ag teachers we learn with these new technologies from I'll call it the debacle that we had in ag around GMOs. We, we did not do a good job of, of kind of explaining GMOs to folks. And that's what happened to a lot of us. And hopefully with all the other new technologies, we do a better job of explaining to the public what these things are and how they're used. And they're like, oh my gosh, I got robots out in my strawberry fields. What am I gonna be doing? Um, and, and doing those sort of things. So this is an exciting study. And I just really appreciate you being with us here today. Absolutely. And, you know, and the last thing that I kind of wanna share here is, 
just related to the the job that we have in agriculture of educating the public you know there's been so much over the last you know 15 years of why there's such a disconnect and how we can do that but this openness part is where we have the greatest opportunity the reason that we have so many challenges, even what you just mentioned with GMOs and everything else related to technology on a negative side in agriculture and how it is perceived is related to just the ignorance of how agriculture is truly used and how you get everything from the farm into your, your dinner plate. And so the more that we can help students to see what technology in agriculture is, why we use technology, and take kind of an unbiased approach of, you know, it's okay if you're not open to this, but you should at least know about this. You should at least be educated on what it is and how it's used. Um, forever, it seems like we have, you know, had an enemy on the other side in agriculture of, you know, they just don't understand what we do and we just need to fight. But honestly, it's okay if some are not going to be open to these technologies. We know we're always going to have those that re remain passionate on the other side of the aisle. That's okay. We should spend our time and our energy not even trying to fight them, but trying to help these students in the classroom that could become on that side if they don't get educated they don't understand the reasons why we have technologies and what opportunities we have for technologies moving forward. So that openness is something that I'm excited about, is if we can get students more open to that these technologies exist and the benefits that they pose and give us the challenging questions that we need to address in the agriculture industry to make them more prevalent, I think that's going to have the, the most benefit to our future, is making sure that we have a generation that even if they're not even connected with a career in agriculture, that they know about agriculture, that they appreciate agriculture, and that when they have somebody that comes across that other aisle and wants to bash agriculture, that they would be able to intelligently share with them why these technologies exist and what benefits that they have to our society as a whole. That is a great way to wrap up this excellent conversation. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us there from uh, Purdue University. Uh, it has been a great conversation. I encourage everybody to reach out to you uh, for all of their insurance questions, as well as questions <laughs> about uh, new technologies. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, and just appreciate you taking time to be with us today. So, y'all, this is uh, Becky and Brian here with Stephen McBride by the Alpella. Thanks for joining us. Check out all the resources and reach out. Look forward to a great conversation about how you're utilizing new technologies in y'all's classroom. Thank y'all. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Check out our website for more information on this topic and to learn more about our guests. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay connected. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll never miss an episode. For Mike and Becky, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellets saying thank you and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets Tips for Ag Teachers.